The following podcast contains spoilers and words like piss, shit, and fuck. We watch it. Hello, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. It's your boys, B. Dizzle and Dave. How you doing, buddy? I am great. How are you, my friend? I'm also great, because I think this is going to be a fun one. On the back of last week's review of Spider-Verse, I said to you, what if we do our top five comic book movies? And you leapt up and down with oh, I joy. With glee! <laughs> I think this is going to be a fun one, though. You messaged me during the week saying that you had a short list of something like 45 movies or something. How did There's you go dwindling that down? It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. Um, yeah, I, I literally came up with about 30 off the top of my head. And then after Googling, which was probably a mistake, that went up to almost 50. Um, so I had to kind of look at, I mean, A, was I f- sort of at least moderately familiar with the source material? Yeah. Um, how good was the film in general? And then most importantly, just did, did I have particular love for it? Um, and so I kind of painfully got it down to five, but um, I'll chuck the whole list up in the Facebook group. Yeah, um, good idea. Later, yeah. And, and yeah, I would love for people to come in and comment on, you know, what films they love, what they don't. Um, yeah, nice. What, what mistakes I made. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw my list up too, but mine's a lot shorter because I had no problem with my very short list of five and uh, three honourable mentions. <laughs> and I'm sure that our listeners will yell at me that I'm wrong about things because, as some people probably predict, yep, there's no MCU on this list. There's no DCU yep. on this list. Likewise. It's, um, I think this is going to be a, a fun one. So since this is kind of your real, like, bread and butter topic, why don't you kick us off this week? Okay. My number five is a bit of a stretch because... It wasn't released as an adaptation of a, of a comic, um, but there, there there was a lawsuit um, that came along saying, "Hey, wait a minute! This is really similar to a short story that was in a Judge Dread annual once." Um, and subsequently, they did have to add that in as a based on. So I'm claiming it. Um, uh, it's a film that I have a huge amount of love for. It's a 1990 sci-fi horror called Hardware. Right, I've not even heard of this. Okay. Um, uh, it's a, written and directed by a South African fellow called Richard Stanley, who um, hasn't done a great deal over the years. He did one film after this uh, called uh, Dust Devil, which pretty much no one apart from me has seen. <laughs> um, he was then on board to direct The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, right. Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando yep. and David Thewlis. And the problems on that production are legendary and have a documentary about them um and he subsequently retreated into the jungle for about a decade and made a few (laughs) documentaries and didn't emerge until uh, yeah what about three years ago when uh, he released the fantastic color out of space with nick cage um the lovecraft adaptation which is also very very good um hardware is a as I said, it's a, it's a post-apocalyptic sort of setting. You've got um, Dylan McDermott and John Lynch, who are these um, mates who are they, they go out and they scavenge in the sort of desert badlands, very Mad Max sort of setting. And um, he finds 
um refuse and and um rubbish and, and crap out in the in in the polluted radioactive desert space and brings it back and sells it and that's kind of his bread and butter he brings these robot parts back to his girlfriend played by stacy travis i want to say her name is so i'm going to um who is a an artist and she makes sort of uh, sculptures and things out of found objects um however one of these robot parts that he finds um turns out to be part of this government drone kill bot thing um that comes to life and starts causing all sorts of carnage you've got fantastic cameos in there by uh lemmy from motorhead you've got um iggy pop um <laughs> as the voice of this sort of radio dj who i don't know it's semi narrates um a little <laughs> bit over the course of things as, as this dj um based very heavily off um an uh, industrial band psychic tv with genesis p orridge for those who are into that sort of thing um it's very violent very stylized very sort of heavy metal in in tone yeah. um and has a, a real sort of surreal touch to it as well uh towards the end um just a f- unique unique film um yeah, i'm nice. such a fan of this um and it, it doesn't get enough love so even though it's a little bit of a stretch in terms of the brief i'm <laughs> shoehorning it in there and there cool. it shall remain hardware i will add it to my list for sure my watch list that is <laughs> <laughs> all right number over five on my list over to me uh this is i believe my one and only yes uh film that is based on a japanese manga Ooh. um not a japanese film however it's a Korean film, South I Korean. I think we have a crossover. I think we probably do. Continue. I thought this might crack your list because, of course, I'm talking about Park Chan-wook's Old Boy. Yes, you are. Which is a phenomenal film. Great, great film. I'm glad that this is on your list. I wasn't sure if we'd have any crossover, but if I knew that if we did have one, this would be the one. <laughs> How much higher is this on your list, then? Uh, it's a bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it's if it's if it's higher on your list, why don't you tell me what you love about this film? Oh, it's this is just a, an incredible movie. Um, yeah. I this this was one of the ones that I had forgotten was based on comic source material until I googled, and it's the only yep. one that made my list out of that sort of subsequent um, yeah, okay. additions to the shortlist. Um, I mean. A, it's it's a such a unique story. Yeah, it has one of the best fight scenes in cinema history. Yeah, and to my mind, the biggest gut punch twist yes. of any film such a ever. Great. This would also if we if this list was you know top five movie twists or something. This oh, would also be number one for, with a bullet. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's so good. It really, really is. It's easy to forget that it's based on, you know, a kind of comic source material because I think Korean cinema kind of has that stylistic kind of flair to it anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, like you think of, you know, those real stylistic 
uh, comic book adaptations, you go to things like Sin City, for example. Um, you know, those kind of really over-stylized things. Old Boy kind of has its own unique style, but it's really... Yeah, God, I love this film. Just, I mean, just the idea of someone being just snatched off the street and trapped in a hotel room for 15 years. Yeah, yeah. 15 years, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And not knowing why he's there. It's, I mean, what a premise. And the the denouement when he he does get out and goes on his sort of revenge path. Yeah. uh, I mean, my God, it's just, it's breathtaking. He's such a great filmmaker, Park Chan-wook. Well, there you go. I wonder if we'll have any other crossovers. This will be interesting to see. What's your number four then? My number four. Okay, let me remember what order I've got these. Okay. Oh, no, number four is easy. Number four is as close as I'm going to come to a mainstream sort of comic book movie. Um, and it is Deadpool. Wow. <laughs> ah. Wow. Definitely not on my list. Um, look, I like Deadpool fine. I'm... Um, I'm one of the people who I think likes it less than the majority of the world. I think it's a good movie, uh, but wow, number four, okay, all right. I, Tell us what I you love about Deadpool. It, it it's a character that I never thought would actually make it to screen, um, yeah. because which is he, funny because I actually think it's a character that was always designed to work on screen like the fourth wall breaking and stuff which he always does in the comics i think that translates really well to screen was it more just because of the kind of because because of the kind of character he is you didn't expect well i think i think until they actually made this the idea of that fourth wall breaking i don't think anyone kind of knew how to do it yeah it's 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 not something that it, it, you kind of get a lot of it now. You've you've, you've had obviously She Hulk since, and and there's yep. been other things where that sort of talking directly to the audience it has become a bit of a thing. But I can't think of too many instances prior to Deadpool where it was done to this extent, and yep. I think it was a a brave move. I love the whole backstory behind this film that. Reynolds and, and co had been trying to make this for about 15 years. They had to wade through that god awful Wolverine movie, which was such <laughs> yeah. a fucking travesty. Um, and I'm sure you're with me that the only good thing about that that Wolverine Origins movie was Taylor Kitsch as Gambit because he's John <laughs> Carter and we love him. Yeah. Um, but to come back from that, still persevere with the belief that this character had a place. You know, in a good film, yeah. and to finally hit the market with such an incredible translation of the Deadpool comics. I mean, this is even if his career goes for the next forty years, this will be the defining character in Ryan Reynolds' entire yeah, oh, career. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. That is true. He yeah. has he has made it his own. Um, the sequel. He, he, I mean, I, I was tossed and turned as to which one to have actually, but I, then I thought, oh, you know, I'll go the original because it was the one that really sort of broke the mold for superhero films. Yeah. Even, even. I mean, the 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 slide jabs at the X Men movies in this film. Everything about it is just. It's so funny. It's so well done. Reynolds is so good. Um, I've watched this countless times. I, I could. You, know, you put it on, I'm going to sit and watch it. It's so much fun. Yeah. 
Nice, nice. All right, well, my number four um, is, again, a fairly, I would say, mainstream comic book movie. Um, I think it's got some fantastic performances in it, uh, and I am talking about Kick-Ass. Unsurprisingly, it's in my shortlist, but my shortlist is almost 50, so... (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about Kick-Ass, my friend. (laughs) I love this film. I think the characters are great... Um, I love this concept, and it's been done a couple of times, this concept of, you know, a superhero who's really not a superhero at all, just, yep. to, just a guy who wants to be a superhero and gets wound into it. You know, we've seen, uh, I also really loved um, James Gunn's Super with Rain Wilson, which also oh, kind of plays with this concept. not a fan. Really? I found that it's not badly made, but I found it really uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, and I think it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, not knocking it. I just, I, it wasn't what I expected, and I, I found my skin crawling through most yeah. of the film because it's yep. just. It, I see. It's I kinda, love an uncomfortable it's kinda, film. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I love an uncomfortable film though, and we know that you do, you don't do well with cringe. <laughs> oh yeah, and that, that that's the cringiest of all the superhero films for sure. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, kick ass. But, <laughs> kick ass. I think Nicolas Cage is fantastic in this film as Big mm-hmm. Daddy. Up until kind of the last three, four years, I think that this this actually was his best performance. Uh, and I think I that the chemistry that. between him and um, Chloe Grace Moretz, who is absolutely fantastic as him, Gosh, like this was, this was an iconic performance. And I've quite liked her in just about everything I've seen her in since, but I don't think she's ever come close to the performance she got here when she was like 11 or something, like far oh, too young to so watch good. this film. Um, Christopher Mintz Platz is fantastic. I, I always the red forget mist. <laughs> yeah. I actually I forget the guy's name who actually plays Kick Ass, but he also is great. Is Aaron, I, Aaron I... Taylor Johnson. Holy fuck, is it actually? Yeah. That's what's <laughs> wow. so funny about this. You've got two Quicksilvers in the one film playing best mates. Because <laughs> uh, Evan Peters is one of his two mates along with um yeah. uh, what's his name? Clark, Clark not Clark yeah, Craig. There you go. Uh, Clark Duke. But this movie is incredibly funny. It's it's touching, I think. I think it's got great stylistic value. Like, to me, mm. when I think of a comic book kind of in this style, I know a lot of people go to a film that I... Who knows? Maybe it's on your list, Scott Pilgrim <laughs> vs. The World, which I personally <laughs> fucking hate that movie. Edgar Wright ruined a great <laughs> comic book. Um but you know, I think that this is this nails that kind of aesthetic and style. It's it's very. It reminds me a lot of the old original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. It's kind of gritty but silly all at once, and and I think this film really lands that well. I I love it. Yeah, it's. I might be wrong, but the original comic is that Mark Miller. That does sound right. It's been a long time since I've read it, but that sounds right to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. I I really really like this film. Um. And it was very close to making my list. Yeah. Um. It's the idea of uh, and I mean this is um credit to and I'm going to say Mark Miller. I'm going to give him the credit. It might not be him, but he's getting the credit now. <laughs> um. Credit. It, 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 this is not the film to the film's credit, but the source material. But the idea of having someone who is obsessed with comics and superheroes would love to be one. Yeah. And the only power they develop is that they can't feel pain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They still take damage. He gets fucking (laughs) brutally destroyed repeatedly in this film. 
Yeah. And the only power he has is that he can just kind of keep going because he doesn't yeah. feel it. <laughs> he yeah. still has to deal with the the, the injuries. That, I mean, that's that's just a, a wonderful idea, and and it, it is done really really well yeah. um, in the in the film. Agreed. All right. Well, over to your number four then. Alrighty, I think. I'm oh, sorry, number four or number no number three. No, three, three, three. Uh, alrighty, then we're in that case. We're up to. Uh... All right. So yeah, this was a last minute change out. I did have um, a film by a French director, which I'll mention in the honourable mentions right up until literally moments before we recorded, and then it was a last minute change out. And what I have is uh, Mike Hodges, Flash Gordon. Right, yeah, okay. I rewatched this quite recently, actually, because you, you know me, I love my old camp kind of yep. sci-fi movies. I love B-grade monster movies. I watched a fantastic one the other day called, uh, what was it? Dinosaur Island, which was absolutely abysmal, but so great at the same time. And uh, yeah, I rewatched Flash Gordon the other day. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. I mean, it's look. Full disclosure: the, it's not a great film. If objectively, <laughs> the acting's not fantastic by many of the cast, including our fucking main character, who's played yeah. by a footballer who couldn't even make the A grade. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! It's such a unique experience. It's yeah, the, the yeah. stylistically, it's just glorious. You've got yeah. Topol in there, for a fresh from Fiddler on the Roof. You've got Max von Sydow for Christ's sake. Um, I mean, our, our, our main hero and heroine, Sam Jones, and Mel, what's her name, Melody Johnson or something. It sounds like a porn actress. Um, they're terrible. They're they're, yeah. they're they're not good actors at all. Um, but you've got Ornello Muti, who's just breathtakingly gorgeous. You've got Timothy Dalton chewing the scenery as, um, as uh, what's his name? Prince? Oh, fuck me. I've forgotten his name now. He's the Robin Hood guy in green anyway. Um, <laughs> Brian, blessed. Bless his cotton <laughs> socks. Oh, fuck man. me. Prince Valton. How can yeah. he alone makes this worthy of inclusion? 100%. Um, it's just phenomenal. The the um, design of the costumes, the sets, yeah. everything is, is so incredible. Um, the Queen soundtrack obviously is iconic, even more than their other soundtrack for Highlander. This is, I mean, this is just a, an amazing, amazing soundtrack. Yeah. And it is just camp joy from start to finish. I adore this film. <laughs> absolutely fucking love it um and obviously based on the uh, 1930s flash gordon comic strips um but done in such a camp 80s way that would could not be done now it couldn't have been done in the 60s or 70s it could only have been made in the 80s yeah and it's it's literally one of my favorite films of that decade i i love it so much um and yeah yeah i mean the Poor old, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, somebody Semple Junior, I think it is. Uh, the the screenwriter who also did the, <laughs> adapted the Batman comics to the nineteen sixties <laughs> Batman series. So he was the master of taking comic stuff and making it camp as fuck. So yeah, um, 
He copped a lot of shit for it. I don't care. It's fucking no. glorious. Yeah, it's good fun. Now that's 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 a good inclusion. That's I did not see that coming on your list. That's for sure. Um, but maybe I should have. I sh- maybe I should have seen that coming. I know you well enough now to know that could have come in there. All right, uh, well, hit me, mate. My number three is by far the most recent film on my list, and by far the most successful and mainstream film on my list. Do you want to have a guess? Does it involve a Spider Verse? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I've got. I've gone with Into the Spider Verse. I honestly yep. like. I've still only seen it once, but my initial kind of gut feeling is that Across is even yep. better. But, you know, I need to give right that time to sink in. But yeah, this yeah. movie is phenomenal. I really yep. thought about not including it because, you know me, I like to be a nonconformist. I'm like, it's too mainstream. Yep. But there's a fucking reason for it. And oh, I, couldn't, it, it I couldn't not have it on amazing. this list because it genuinely is one of the best comic book films ever made. Um, oh, if I was purely going you know, leaving heart out of it and just going, what are the best translations of a yes, comic book onto yes. screen? This would have been my number two. Yes, yeah. And Spider-Man is one of my all-time favourite characters. Yeah, um, same. Spider-Man and Superman were the two comics that I religiously collected um, week after week. And I just, I adored this translation so much. We spoke about the sequel at length last week, so I won't spend too long talking about it here. Is this on your list or? It's not. And I lent much more onto kind of heart. And I I I totally get that. Almost to be contrarian, I guess. No, I get (laughs) that. Like I said, Um, I very nearly did that. All right. Well, what's your number two then? Uh, number two is where I had Old Boy. Okay. Um, yeah, nice. Purely just because it, it is such an incredible film, um, yeah. and that's why it's so high. It, nothing about it feels like a comic book. I have yeah, I have 100%. no familiarity with the manga at all. As I said, I it, the only reason I know that is is from googling comic book adaptations <laughs> but as soon as i saw it there i thought oh, well, I, I have to include it it's it's it, nice. it is one of my favorite films of all time so um, well, back to you knowing that you only have one left i'm certain now that we won't have any crossover at all but i'm hoping that you'll at if least we don't then you deserve a spanking because <laughs> my number one should be on every list well I'm, I'm hoping that you'll at least appreciate my top two my number two is the crow unsurprisingly in my short list but my short list is not that short um no i I mean i i'm a big fan of alex price in general most of his films are not that well regarded but i i I really like his style and i i've not disliked anything he's ever done yeah i love the style of this film i'm a massive cure fan i've seen them live i love the cure so this aesthetic and everything the soundtrack right does a me. lot of heavy lifting the with this film is amazing <laughs> i just i loved this film i i only saw it i'm gonna say recently but i forget this show has been going for six years now i think it was in the first <laughs> year of the show uh that Topher and i had to watch it as a patron request and i'd never seen it before that and since then wow. i reckon i've watched it four or five times because I, I saw this in this the movie. cinema. Oh, that would have four been times. <laughs> wow. Four times. Wow. I was. I, th- I think this came out. What, what, what was this like? Early nineties. Yeah, no, no, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I was. I know I was at uni. Um, yeah, I, I went to it. I literally went to it the next day, and then yeah, wow. we managed to go uh, two other times. 
uh, everything. I mean, I was right. I was well into my alternative goth yeah. phase at that point. <laughs> yeah. And this was our Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. This is the one film that putting on this list, I thought, if anything is going to get me backlash, not that people don't like this film, but this is the film that I think people are going to be like, really, you put this at number two over this and over that, and, you know, where is The Dark Knight, blah, blah, blah. I would watch this before The Dark Knight. No slight on Nolan, but I have a lot more fondness for the. Technically, The Dark Knight's fantastic, but The Dark Knight I don't have an emotional connection to. It's just a really fucking good film that, you know, I can't really fault in any way, but I don't have a... a, Like, I don't have an emotional hook into it the way I do with The Crow. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So there you go. That's my number two. So let's hear what your number one is then. I just want to go and because listen to I the soundtrack don't... now and listen to fucking My Life in the Thrill Kill Cop. Get <laughs> to the flesh! Because I don't, I, don't I don't think we can have crossover. But maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. All right, we obviously so... both think our number one is worthy of being on every list. So yeah, maybe it's the same fucking thought. Oath. Uh Alrighty, my number one is Sin City not on my list it is in my short list it is one of the fucking hell it is one of the three films that did make my short list um so there you go you've ticked off one of my honorable i'm scrolling down my 47 (laughs) going what could possibly be better than sin city and you know what nothing nothing could be better than sin city this is the most perfect translation of uh even more than um uh, Scott Pilgrim, which I I almost had. I just to, I'm just glad to, you just, didn't, just to needle you, just to needle <laughs> you. But I have never read the comic, so I, I thought, oh, well, I I can't really talk to how well it's translated, and I know from you that it's probably not translated very well. <laughs> to me, Scott Pilgrim comes off the screen as a comic book on screen. Um, yeah. But I'm familiar with the Frank Miller source material here, so I know how fucking perfectly this is brought to screen. To the point where there are no credited screenwriters. It just says based on a graphic novel by. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, the cast are amazing. It looks incredible. It is, yeah. This, I mean, this film was a revelation when I saw it in cinemas. 100%. Um, what, what was it, 2003? <clears throat> uh, three or four. Yeah. Early, early 2000s, anyway. Um, and, yeah, I mean, famously, I mean, Tarantino directed one scene, but famously co directed between Miller and and Robert Rodriguez to the point where um, Rodriguez resigned from the Director's Guild of America just so they could be co-credited because at that I don't know if they changed it but certainly at that point you couldn't have more than one director credited on a film and Rodriguez said well just put Miller fucking it's all his stuff I did nothing Um, and Frank Miller refused to take sole credit so Rodriguez resigned from the Directors Guild because it was the only yeah, right. way that they could be co-credited, which I think is, I mean, if you didn't have enough reason to love Robert Rodriguez, there's another yeah. one. Um, one of Bruce Willis's best roles, probably yeah. Mickey Rourke's best role, and I'm the yeah. biggest fan of Angel Heart in the World and the wrestler was great, but fuck me, he is amazing in this. 100%. Oh, the Je- entire cast is Jessica amazing. Alba. Oh, yes. oh my God, in this film. Um Clive Owen, oh my God, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, Jesus Christ, he's good in this. Yeah, um, I mean, this film is so good. I, really I is, haven't yeah. seen it in a few years. I, I, I really want to get it on 4K because I reckon it would just slap and 
yeah. uh, on a big screen. I, uh, I know it's disappointed wow. you that it's not in my five, but it should comfort you to know that, like I said, I only have eight films on my list, and this is it's in there. your top eight. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I have it written as number six. So oh, I've, even I've better. Ver- I very nearly, like it, very nearly slotted in there. Yeah. Um, it is a fantastic film. It's so well made. You've spoken, you know, you've spoken so well about why this film is great. It really is great. And to me, not only is it one of the best comic book adaptations, it's one of the best. Um, if we were doing top five films. noir films, it, it'd yeah. be certainly at the gates to make yeah. my list. It's um, one of the best anthology films. Really this was one of the first yeah. films I remember seeing that really nailed the anthology. Yeah, it did. Kind of uh, yeah, I should short sh- mention it. Yeah. It's it's not based on a single graphic novel. It's based on individual yeah. short stories and seamlessly woven together into hundred percent a cohesive film. Even though your protagonist changes multiple times, the yes. stories change. Yeah. They're very spuriously interconnected. It's not like they all run into one another. But it's so well stitched together. Um, it's almost a shame that no that Rodriguez gets no credit for screenwriting because it's not just a case of filming chapters. It does work as an as a cohesive film, even though it is chapter based. It's not like um, it, actually Pulp Fiction's a, a good analogy as well because yeah, that's that's another one yeah. where it's very chapter based. You could imagine Pulp Fiction, even though it wasn't being based on individual short stories, but somehow it's seamlessly stitched together into a single feature film. Yeah, 100%. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, I, I have no idea where you're going to go in the next few seconds, so hit me. <laughs> I Look, I'm sure that... <clears throat> here's the thing about this next film. This is the only film on my list that is completely removed from what one would typically think of when they think of a graphic novel Um, oh can i have a guess sure does yours have paul newman in it paul newman no okay in that case i've got nothing (laughs) what was your guess road to perdition no 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 okay um this is even further removed than that this is wow actually this is this is very slice of life i am talking about american splendor oh fucking harvey Pekar, of course yes harvey Pekar, based on shortlisted his yep kind of you know self-biographical um very loose uh mm. and it's just absolutely it's a fantastic. brilliant film i love this film paul giamatti uh, best rushes role, role ever yeah absolutely and uh, this was as soon as we came up with the idea of this list. This was the one that I knew would be on here. Um, it's it, there was another one on my shortlist, Ghost World. Oh, so yeah, um, Ter- Terry's Ghost Ghost World. I was going to say yep. that that and um, American Splendor were both very very close to my list. Yeah, yeah. I just love this film. This is my kind of film to a T. It's that kind of uh, very very alternative offbeat kind of slice of life it's just fantastic paul giamatti i can't say enough about how good he is in this role like mm. he absolutely crushes it harvey Pekar is so there's something about him that's hateable <laughs> like well, yeah. he's, 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 he's a real piece of shit he's not a, a hero he's, he's a protagonist he's not a hero <laughs> yeah that's right and yet he's also quite relatable maybe that says more about me than about anything else but you know maybe i'm a bit of no a i think it, it's it, 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 he's a realistic character he, he's not a yeah you know in any way a larger than life comic book 
character than the way you would expect a comic book character to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I, I mean, that comes down to the source material. This is not yes, a superhero absolutely. comic. This is yeah. that and very th- sort of, what, what was it, 70s? Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, that very, and there was a, and that's when you, you got a lot of this um, sort of very real or yeah. um, sort of grungy comics. Uh, I think it's... It, that decades when you got all sorts of um oh what was that really beatnik comic I used to read it stoner guys blonde hair uh can't remember um yeah a lot of that that's sort of counterculture comic uh material yeah, came yeah, yeah, yeah. all in that in, all in the 70s yeah. self-published a lot of it really really yes. um offbeat grungy yeah. stuff and I, and I love this film journaling kind of Harvey Pekar's struggle with cancer and you know it's very real world subject but I still think that this film does a really good job of translating that comic book style and tone I yeah. think it it feels like a comic book even though it's so not traditionally what we think of when we think of the phrase comic book yeah um, big fan of this movie if you haven't seen it go check it out early 2000s like I said Paul Giamatti this is absolutely the best thing he's ever done and likely ever will do just yep. fantastic i oh, yeah 100 percent. it's it's the pinnacle of his career yep. and, and and quite rightly so fantastic film yeah all right well there you go that's our top five you've heard honestly you've heard two out of my three shortlisted films which were ghost world and uh sin city the only other one i had on my shortlist was batman begins which honestly for me i think is the best of the nolan trilogy oh wow okay um, I know that I'm on an island of one there, but I think that it actually does a really good job of showing us Batman's origins, uh, which is a feat when you think about how many fucking times that's been translated to film. Yeah. I think oh, and I wouldn't argue with you. I mean, it. The Dark Knight gets a lot of plot, but I, I think a lot of the love for Dark Knight comes down to Heath Ledger's Joker. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of elevates that film and not unjustly it's a phenomenal performance but I, i'm yeah. Yeah, batman begins is a great it, it's probably the best batman origin story we've yeah, seen and I, so. I actually love katie holmes in that role i think that she yeah. does a much better job than gyllenhaal which yeah. i never thought i'd say because i love maggie gyllenhaal but yeah, yeah she belongs like in the secretary in I, can't, I can't see her in anything <laughs> else without seeing her in the secretary do you do you want to run us through maybe just just five I'll, or I'll, so i'll of give it your... yeah i'll give a handful of of um the ones that almost made it um because i had hardware i i kind of kept myself from any um 2000 ad stuff or i would have had dread in there yeah um yep. because i think that is a just a the perfect thought film dread adaptation of list, dread yeah. um and yeah fingers crossed everyone there's still a chance for a sequel it keeps being <laughs> hinted at um uh what else uh v for vendetta was very yeah, close yep. to making my yep. list. I think that's yep. an incredible film. I do love um, that movie. Uh, do you remember an animated film called When the Wind Blows? No, I don't. It was a graphic novel um, uh, about a nuclear bomb going off and just kind of lo- looking at this middle-aged, yeah, everyday couple. Um, really, really affecting stuff. It, it, it hit right when i was quite young maybe even pre-teen i might have been around sort of nine or ten or something and i remember this um 
uh, comic book, When the Wind Blows. And uh, I think we may have even had it in school. And I know a lot of schools had it um, on the syllabus because it was um, it touched on um, nuclear development and everything, which in the sort of early 80s was still quite topical. We weren't building bunkers in the basement at that point, but it was it was <laughs> very much the Reagan era. Um and it, it's it's a, a beautiful story. It may have even won the um, the Pulitzer or, or, or something along those lines. I know it was highly regarded. And the, it's a perfect film adaptation. Really, you would love it. It's right up yeah, your alley. Right. Nice. Um, I, I mentioned Flash Gordon was a late addition. Right up until the last minute, I had Roger Vadim's Barbarella. Yep. With yep. Jane Fonda, which I have a huge amount of love for. Um, not least because it gave us the band name Duran Duran. So, you know, it, it, it's in the zeitgeist for that, if nothing else. Um, Snowpiercer was close. Um, yep. Um, there's a, it's not a great film, but I love it because it's such a gore fest. There's a film called Ricky O, The Story of Ricky. Right. Which is a, um Asian sort of martial arts over the top, uh, you know, people punching through one another and ripping people to just to sm- <laughs> um it, it it's it's a lot of fun um uh oh the only other one one i'll give a mention to is blue is the warmest color that was very close to my list i think that's a beautiful film yeah um and that was the only other one that came out of my googling that i had no idea was based on comic book source material yeah um but it's just a, a beautiful beautiful film nice Nice. All right. This was this was a lot of fun, and I can't believe that we only had one crossover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really keen. I, please, I, I will try and get um my full list up in in the Facebook group uh later yes, this I, evening. I made I made you an admin, <clears throat> so you yep. can uh, you can post in there now. I saw you will... posting a few things. <laughs> yep, I'll chuck that up. Uh, please comment. I would love to hear what people think of things on there. I'm sure yep. there will be things in there like maybe New Mutants that people think are trash. And I would love and welcome the, the conversation. <laughs> Next time we do one of these top fives, we really need to get our act together to post in the group first and get people to yep. to give us some short lists that we can read out. We should definitely yep. definitely get in the habit of that. But 100%. Speaking, speaking of crossovers and comic books, are you excited for what we're getting to next week, mate? Where are we at next week? What we Think got? about what it. Crossovers, comic books. What what's been uh, waiting to open for a very long time? And I honestly thought they were going to cancel it due to some problematic stars. Oh, Ezra, <laughs> we're getting to the oh, Flash, Ez- mate. Oh, you, Ezra, I, I need I need to know. I need to know this. Are you excited for the Flash? Oh, look! I thought it was going to be trash. The trailer. The trailer. Look, the trailer's not great. I haven't there's, seen a trailer at all. Uh, I've um, seen one trailer. It's there's some stuff in there that I'm expecting that we're going to tear shreds off, <laughs> but there is some stuff in there that I'm going. Oh, I didn't know that was going to be in it. Oh, that's kind of. Oh, maybe that seems to be, be fun. Fairly good reviews so far. It's certainly getting better reviews than Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh wow! What a what an achievement. <laughs> So I'm curious because, <clears throat> as people know, I'm I'm actually not a huge fan of of these movies. I I haven't seen um, a lot of the recent DC films. I, I never got to Black Adam. Um, did you? <laughs> Lucky you! It's fucking garbage. 
<laughs> Such but a I, I'm, gigantic I'm, I'm vanity really, wank fest. I, I'm mostly curious to see this film just because of what's been happening with DC. And, I, you know, like they cancelled Batgirl, <clears throat> for example, a film that was completely finished. I kind of don't understand why this film is being released even. And so I'm just so curious to see it just to try and wrap my head around how this is happening at this point. I think there's enough kind of fan stuff in there that they think that that, that they assumed that it's going to do well you know they're they're ticking so many boxes you've got keaton Keaton as batman but keaton was also in batgirl was he in it a lot though i don't know i don't know he says let's get crazy in this one i seen the trailer (laughs) i saw it that's already enough for like a billion yeah. people to go and see it because does he say does he say have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight i fucking hope so no that was jack nicholson imagine if imagine if nicholson makes a cameo oh. no, that would be really really cool <laughs> yeah. all right well there you go that's next week so that'll be that'll be a bit exciting uh in the meantime if you want to get in touch with us you can do that at we watched a thing.com or we watched a thing at gmail.com you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter all under the handle at we watched a thing where you'll be able to find dave's list and yes. tell him that he's dumb <laughs> <laughs> come and, tell me uh, i'm dumb i dare you <laughs> if you want to help support the show you can do that at patreon.com forward slash we watched a thing and we'll catch you next week see ya